as is required if you're a Minnesotan. And no, summer. no strong breezes carried you out to sea or anywhere. There's, I guess that wouldn't happen here. You would like it better. Should we tell the on people? On a controlled lake. Tell the people why you have just watch out when you go to, to the uh, with me. When you go to exotic islands that are just connected to the deep dark ocean. <laughs> Because and I thought that was the last time I was ever going to see you, was you just getting pulled away by the tide on your paddleboard as I waved towards, towards a rocky little island. And I was like, see you later, and I went back to looking at the coral reefs. Yeah, happy memories all the way around. <laughs> um, you would like this one much better. It was much calmer, and these paddleboards were like beginner paddleboards. Like, they were really wide, and uh -huh. they had like, these little spots for your feet, so you knew where to balance. So Sure. Uh, last week, I saw someone doing a handstand on their paddleboard, which is just crazy. That seems unnecessary. Crazy. Just showing off at that point. They are, yeah. Uh, what else are we talking about? Are we going to uh, talk about my personal good news for the week before sure. we get to our like news and good news? What do you got? Who I got to meet on Monday. Oh yeah, this was big. This was a, seemed like it was a long time ago because I had a very difficult week at work. Mm -hmm. But Monday. I did something probably ill-advised. I keep okay. saying that I'm going to grow out of like doing fangirly like, things. Fan -girly things, like doing extravagant shit that I shouldn't do for, for the sake of being a fan of things. Mm -hmm. And I just keep doing it. I'm now 29 and I'm still doing things it's like adorable. this. adorable. This was one of the least crazy ones that I did though. It was like Yeah, but why are all these events always during work hours? Why can't celebrities ever make time outside of the night? But this five? was not Gosh. as bad as the time I went to see Chris Colfer and had to take like Ooh. two buses like to a mall we, we and like plotted, run across traffic. We plotted about that for like weeks ahead of time. I had to like run across traffic. For Chris Colfer. For Chris Colfer. Former TV star. in line for so long. So long. Yeah. This time I just took a possibly slightly longer than sanctioned lunch break to see Tamara Pierce oh my gosh who we have talked about previously on the podcast who is still alive contrary who is to reports still alive there's been no reports <laughs> but she's getting up there in in years um her first series the Olana series was published like in the 80s and she was not not super young when that came out so mm -hmm. she's probably like 70. And you guys are besties now. We're not besties, but we did have a good chat and she signed a lot of my books. Um, she was here for some sort of sci-fi fantasy convention on the weekend and then did a very last minute book signing at this sci-fi fantasy specific bookstore mm -hmm. in Minneapolis, which is 20, 25 minutes away from where I work. Sure. Plus parking um, time. The bookstore was. And I get a 45 minute lunch break, so <laughs> I was pushing it a little bit. But, um, it your ended boss up, isn't listening. It ended up being amazing. Uh, there was like no line, there was one person in front of me, and I went and I asked, like, how many books she was willing to sign because I brought 12. <gasps> I brought three quartets because my, my three favorite series of hers, um, that protector I protector of the small quartet, <laughs> protector of the small. Quartet. quartet. Got it. The Immortals Quartet. quartet. And the... Oh, what's the Lana's? I forget. Alana. Bitches be killing. Sure. Um, so she personalized the first book of each of them. And one of them she wrote, To Heather, Be Legendary. Yeah. Loved Hammer. Epic. Amazing. And yeah. then she like signed all the rest of them. So now like some of my favorite book series and like physical books that I own and I've read a million times and their spines are all cracked are now signed by the author. I'd never met her before and I was getting a little worried that I wouldn't get to meet her because I don't know mm. how much longer she'll be doing extensive traveling and stuff. I mean she's still writing. Her most recent book came out like this year. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, it was amazing. And I got she was impressed that you had the old paperbacks. Too. Yes, we had a chat about like the covers, mm-hmm. the old style covers that I have, and how I have like all the matching sets of all of them. And I was talking about how I was very tentative to hand to lend these out to people mm-hmm. because if I if they ruin it, I can't like buy the same one. And now I will be extra hesitant. I think I will just straight up buy a new copy for oh, someone. Definitely, if those they want are it. not borrowable now. No. They have crossed the line into collectibles for me. Yep. Nostalgic-wise, not. They'll never sell at a used book fair for anything, but. Unless I sell them. Don't. Stop threatening to sell books that I care about. Okay, moving on. Anyways, that was my personal good good news, and it was one of the few personal good news of this week. Great. This work week. Um, are we, are we watch, I watched a lot of children's television and movies in the last week. We are we talking about, are we talking about that on a separate episode? We can. Do you want to? Um, sure. Okay. We'll save that, I guess. You had mm. never seen it? Never seen it. Okay. First viewing. I feel like we're probably going to have to watch The Incredibles sometime too for the podcast. Yeah, I watched it one day when you weren't <gasps> How dare you? Um, I said I needed to rewatch it. I haven't watched it since I was like babysitting and was not paying attention and I have like a negative memory of yeah, it because I of mean, that. Yeah, I mean, so you're getting at the point that Ratatouille is by the same guy. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I kind of feel the same way about both of his movies. They're fine. Okay, well, we should save this but if we're saving it. We should save it. Um, save it for the next podcast. Oh, I see. Um, and we watched some Hey Arnold. Yeah. We watched Doug and I ruined your childhood. What episode of Doug? Banging on a trash can. Drumming on, on a street light. light. Strumming on my banjo. I don't know what the rest of it is. A little voice is calling me, calling me. Um, so Too yeah. Big. I remember that episode being like a 60 minute... Like, all-out epic, sprawling story. And then to find out it was 12 condensed minutes? Yes. And it was actually a terrible story. Oh, yeah. Uh, I see now why, like, Hey Arnold is, like, more hip among, like, among the millennial generation. It's very urban. It's like urban jungle. And they're still kind of, like, cutesy, like, heartwarming stories, but it has a little bit of, like, a more clever edge than the Doug episodes did. And Arnold was always meant to be, like, a little bit mature for his age and, like, really... He's an old spirit. Yeah, an old soul, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so... Um, the other big book news is that I rearranged our bookshelves by color. A few times. And I'm just still a little unsure how I feel about it. Maybe I'll post a picture and you can let me know what you think. I tried it a few times and then had the devastating realization that two books had gotten shoved under a blanket and I had a panic moment because I couldn't fit them in and there's still one that sticks out and is bugging me. Sure. And we're almost at 100 followers on the Book Digits Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't followed me yet, Take don't be a dick. Come follow. I have 97 followers right now, so I need three more to team get to fo- Team follow back. Team follow back. I will follow you back. So... Come help us out. Okay. We're moving into some real good news, bad news, boo-doo, boo-doo, doo-doo. Um, yeah, are you're you, going to take a break from your gramming. Are you going for it? Someone was, I've been, inter, what do they call it? Interacting? Sure. Engaging. I've been you're, engaging. Yeah, high engagement score. I've been engaging. And someone just wrote to one of my posts, so. Okay, start showing me some dollars and then we'll talk. Um... So 
So I don't really, I don't really have good and bad classifications. Can we talk about the Emmys? No, you Can we talk never, about the Emmys? You never follow the rules. You never have the good and bad news. Is where are you, you gonna have weird news and strange news and this news and that? Where are news. you going to have Darren Chris be good news? Yes. That's like the only positive thing I got out of the Emmys. I found the I, Emmy nominations like disgusting. I was disgusted. I also was excited that Jesus Christ Superstar got some nominations. I figured you would, but I was looking at that category. Do you think it makes sense to rate Darren Chris's performance against John Legend's performance? They're in the same category? Yes. Oh, no. I missed... See, I saw the like... The categories are all I fucked. S- the genres are fucked. It's so dumb. I saw the Twitter version of the news, which was, oh my god, Darren's nominated for an Emmy. And yeah. I'm like, oh my god, Jesus Christ, Superstar. I did not actually see the full list in the categories and all that. I didn't no, that all far. three... All three J- Jesus Christ Superstar people. So, John Legend, whoever plays the, uh, the traitor... Because he was amazing. He's oh, the one that yeah. should win. Oh, yeah. He was amazing. And Cerberus also got nominated. Not in the which, male category. No. What was the guy who played Judas? Yeah, so he was up for, like, best supporting, even though I think his role was larger than John Legend's. Judas. Um, Jesus Christ. Superstar alive. So, yeah. Because, because American Crime Story was a, you know, like a s- small miniseries, it's technically in the same categories as, as Brandon this. Victor Dixon. I think it was him. Maybe it wasn't. No, wait, maybe not. Yeah, Brandon Victor Dis- Dixon. Okay. Um, he's in Hamilton now. Cool. Um, I think the miniseries has always been the most bullshit kind of thing. It's or like TV either movie, decide, yeah. either decide that you're a TV show or decide that you're a ten hour long movie yeah. and don't have this like awkward in between. Where you're like a mini series, and it's like just like a regular series. They're just extra long, unnecessarily long episodes. Well, just call it a TV series. It's because it was a limited run. I think is part of it. Like I there don't was care. no, yeah, okay. I don't care. I was more frustrated by like the overall summation of these nominations. What do you mean? Here are the shows that got the most nominations: Game of Thrones. No shit. Um, Orphan Black. What was I? Right. Still understand that. So one. I'll mention that in a second. But Handmaid's Tale. Okay. Yeah, but, like, there was, like, absolutely no, like, new stuff. And there was a lot of old stuff, it felt like. Like, Glow got all the Netflix nominations. Yeah. Wasn't that, like, 18 months ago? Probably. Tatiana Maslany is nominated for Orphan Black for Best Actress. That was definitely two years ago. Yeah. And that last season was terrible. Yeah, I was just gonna say, I don't care how long ago it was. The last season was rough. Yeah. So, I don't know that it deserved it. Like Maybe they're they- trying to make up for the fact that they didn't nominate her for the first like three seasons when she was fantastic but yeah uh so yeah i mean they talk about the golden age of television being the mad men breaking bad era and that now we've moved into like an even new level with all the streaming services but hulu like only has handmaid's tale to brag about pretty much uh your marvelous miss Maisel got some nominations so that's what amazon's bragging about which is great but these networks are putting out like 50 shows a week yeah so i really don't think the quantity over quality thing is working (sighs) <sighs> Are you going to make it? There's been a lot of rants for you so far. Oh, I haven't gotten to my big one. Can I do my other little sure. good news? Um, it's kind of slightly turning into bad news because, as usual, the internet has just, like, over-memed it. But... That happens, like, within 30 seconds. Now. Yes. But did you see... So, but when I wrote this down, it had not been over-memed yet, and it now has. Too late. Has, Too but, late. Um, did you see the Billy on the street? I was listening to it the other day, and I'm sure you were like, what is she listening to? And I was like, here we go, lesbians! Here we yeah, go! Yeah, lesbians on the street! Um... Did you watch the original Captain America one? No. It's really funny. Let me play it for you. We're going to watch a whole episode right now? 
an episode of Captain America? That doesn't even make sense. Oh, I thought you meant Captain America was on Billy on the Street. No, someone like overlaid Billy on the Street dialogue over an actual scene from Captain so America. So confused. I'll play it for you. Just give me a second. Oh. What application are you in? Twitter. Hmm. Here we go, lesbians. Here we go. So Billy's still doing Billy on the Street, even though every this episode... Is old, oh, it's old. This is an old uh, audio clip of him. You okay. ready? Yeah. You have your sound up? No. Oh, boy. This is such a <laughs> tiny phone. Let's go, lesbians! Let's go! Here we go, lesbians! Here we go, lesbians! Come on! Let's go, lesbians! Let's go! <laughs> Got it. It's on go, top lesbians. of... You can't see this Here at home because it's an audio-only podcast, go, but it's funny. Trust me. Here we go, lesbians. Trust me. Here we go, lesbians. Come on! Okay, that's your good I can't news. Make it stop. That's your good news. That was one of my minor good news, except then they did it over a bunch of other video clips that were not as well timed and not as mm. good, and it ruined it. <sighs> okay. You want me to do my two small bad news? Oh, one of them is Emmy related. Go. Um, it sounds like this should be good news, like on face value, but it's actually bad news. Mm. Sandra O. Oh was nominated. Killing Eve. Yep. Nominated. I still want to watch that. It's on our list. Was nominated for Lead Actress Emmy. Yep. She's the first Asian woman ever what? to be nominated for Lead Actress Emmy. I'm trying to name another one who should have been or would have would have and I can't. Bullshit. Sandra O oh, maybe for Grey's Anatomy. Right? Hmm. So the fact that like there has never been an Asian woman that's had a lead in a... A drama. A, any sort of drama. Anything. Yeah. Gosh. That's bad news. Bad news. Um, just on that, though, we have to talk about our... We're in a TV rut, I think. Or at least a slump. We are. We've only been watching... We've Boy talked Meets about World. starting Killing Eve for a month now. Talked about watching the next season of Handmaid's Tales. Watching the next season of Westworld. Oof. You're the one who keeps saying that. And then when we heard spoilers in that pod, other podcast My the other day, you were like, skip past it, skip past it. My like, initial reaction to hearing the word spoiler alert is to mute it. Sorry. Also, in a music rut, we just need to talk about a little segue into That's this. That's my other bad news. Oh, perfect. So you don't even, we you didn't even prepare the segue. People. Go. Um, my other bad news also maybe could have been good news on face value, and now it's turned into bad news. Hmm. Have you heard, I'm talking to you audience members, as I know you've Have heard I heard the Weezer song the on the radio? The Weezer yes. cover of The Rains in Africa, or whatever that it's song just is. called Africa, Africa by Toto. Yep. Did you know it was by Toto? Are they also the Down Under people? Um, possibly. No, that's, um, that's Men at Work, isn't it? Of course. I, I thought they were the same thing. No. You're right, though. I'm right. Toto. So, yeah, at least in the Twin City metro area, the song is played on anything considered an alternative Rosanna station. Rosanna is the other one that's by Toto. No idea. You've heard that one. Um, oh gosh. We're gonna have to get so much copyright we're not for making, this. We're not making any money off this podcast, so... <laughs> Oh, this is, this just, is a Chili's this ad. Is an ad. <laughs> <laughs> that is I love this song though. Roxanne. No. Oh, Roseanne's different. No. Nope. No. Okay, thanks for that. No, you have to hear the chorus part. Rosanna, Rosanna. Nothing? No. No. Okay. Um, so what's your Weezer rant? 
That I heard that song once, and I thought it was just the original version. Sure. And then reasonable when reaction. our like alternative radio station was like, "Oh, that's the great new cover by Weezer, whatever, whatever." The next time I heard it, I was like, "Oh, that does sound like Weezer. I can hear it now." Mm-hmm. And then I heard it. 50,000 more times in the yeah. past like four days like literally they were playing it le- like more than every hour because in one car ride I heard it more than once and yeah. it's just from this one radio station like I understand that other radio stations are pulling from the same top 40 songs so if you switch the station you're going to hear the same song again here she is she's the radio expert this over here has she knows been, how it works I don't understand how radios work <laughs> Not radios, the frequencies. Yeah, radio as in like what music they're allowed to play. I've never understood. I also still don't understand how things come out of one speaker and not the other speaker. Like how you code something so that it's in one headphone and not the other headphone. (laughs) Okay, it's pretty easy. (laughs) Or one speaker and the other speaker. Like there's this Twix ad. I should do that in post production. I should have as you're talking. There's been this Twix ad on the radio where it's like this is right Twix and this is left Twix and it comes out of your right left speakers. Fucks me up. I don't understand how it happens. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. Like, I don't really get, like, MP3s either. Okay. So, like, with a record or a freaking real wow. laptop. With a record or a CD, it's, like, a yeah. physical thing. Like, the record moves over the thingies. Yeah. So, it's, like, a I'm physical with thing. Yeah. With a CD, it's just a laser doing the same thing as a needle. Correct. I don't understand how MP3s do it. Yeah. So, every, bu- every bite has an element of the song to it. But it's like, it's too, it's too abstract for me. Yeah. Like with a record or a CD, I can like look at it and be like, oh, this is how it's playing this. Like the waves. Like I went to this, I'm real off topic today. I went to this historical society thing about the history of sound Uh and they had like the very first like records and they were like on like a tin can Mm -hmm. and there was like dots on it. And then when it went over, it like made music. Right. So I can understand like physically how that would lead to a record which would lead to like a CD. I don't get how it's electronic. Digital, you mean? Yes. Okay. I think there's other podcasts out there that will answer <laughs> that better. It's the same concept as a digital picture. Every, every byte has pixels and the pixels make up the whole. Yeah, but I can see that. Like a picture you're just looking at on the screen. I don't understand yeah. how this how it gets to be a sound wave. Like it's I understand the same how it's thing. visual. If you had a very like simple computer that didn't have like a good sound card, everything would sound like a Mario song. Like that's what those MIDI That's how old the first piano are. sounded like. Yeah. Because they hadn't figured out how to like amplify sound properly. Correct. It's bad. Okay. To me. What were we talking about? I was radio. gonna bitch Sorry. about radio. Go ahead. I mean, I'm ta- I was complaining a minute ago about TV, a sad state of television, but music, dear Lord, song- we were going to have a Song of the Summer competition. Go. I can't think of one. Baby! Oh, that was, no, no, no. The, the middle was naming- the Song of Spring. You're naming Songs of Spring that have yep. carried on into summer. So this is what I'm going to say. You're going to talk about Carry On. Um, Which Carry On do you want me to wayward. You're doing that one. I thought you were going to do fun and I was going to do that Can- one. Oh, Nice. Carry on, carry on. Dum, bum, bum. Um, we just gotta talk about Imagine Dragons for just a hot second. Okay. I mean, I like Imagine Dragons. They, I'm sick of their songs, all of them. Okay, we moved here last year, and that mm-hmm. album had come out and was on the radio. You want to talk about Imagine Dragons? Let's skip straight ahead to uh, the devil himself. Who? Ed Sheeran. Oh yeah. Like those his, two albums, they imagine. Yeah. Okay, I'm what? gonna look up. You keep talking, and I'm gonna look up when Ed Sheeran's album came out. Oof. 
Oh yeah, no, those songs were out in Australia for sure. You keep talking, I'm gonna find the answer. So I was just gonna go back to Weezer Africa for a second. Yeah. There was this one DJ circuitous on this. One DJ on the station you were talking about who was like I just always think about Wakanda forever every time I hear that song. Isn't that weird? And I wanted to be like, so congratulations, white guy. You now know two pieces of, like, tangentially African content. Like, way to go. What a way to be an ally. And and Toto is white people. So was Weezer. That's what I was getting at. Um, yeah. Ed Sheeran's album, what's your guess for when it came out? Uh, fall 2016. Not quite as bad. Yeah. 3rd of March, 2017. Okay. So a year and a so half So he's 18 point. months, and we still have to hear, Half and left. Dun, oh, dun, me. Dun. Baby, just um, So yeah, those albums, the fact that they have such staying power, I don't think is like a tribute to their quality. No, it's a tribute to the lack of quality of anything else. Okay. And like I have a few, I've like made a playlist of like a few songs that I've heard on the radio and have liked. But they're, they're never the ones that get, like, repeat played. No. And the ones that do get repeat played, like, I liked that Dua Lipa song, like, before it was on the radio, the yeah. New Rules one. Like, it was on this, like, random Spotify playlist that I listened to. And I was like, oh, this song's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. And I liked it. And now it's on the radio every two seconds. She does have some variety, though. I at least respect her. I like her She's songs. She's got a decent mix of stuff. Yeah, I'm just saying that, like, even, like, the one or two songs <sighs> that I did like, they ruined them. I didn't just... Too much. Do you have any other newses? Oh, um, I think that was it. Um, I was gonna go on a Whole Foods rant, but since we found a nice grocery store co-op this weekend, I'm much calmer about it. Okay. But I really fucking hate Prime Day and that mm -hmm. the fact that Prime Day is coming up. Mm -hmm. I'm proud to say our Prime subscription will be expiring in a couple weeks. No plans to renew. I think we should take that money and put it into our co-op grocery. I thought that was the money that subscription. I bought my Comic-Con tickets. Oh, yeah? <laughs> we are sharing these funds around. We'll put it in the co-op. Um, so, yeah, just really briefly. I'm sure it's happened in all Whole Foods across America, but ours uh, in St. Paul... All, you know, overnight got taken over completely by Amazon. Obviously, they got bought a while ago, but this was like the official takeover. They have these prime signs everywhere. They have these people in red shirts who are walking around to buy your lazy ass's groceries for you because you can't get out of bed or off the couch to go buy them yourselves. And these poor old ladies in Whole Foods are trying to ask these people for help of finding stuff. And the guy's like, oh, I work for Amazon. I don't work for Whole Foods. Sorry, you can't talk to me. They're the same. It's like, oh my God. You realize and then, this is the natural extension of like all the delivery and stuff, right? I know, but it's really sad in the store that we have where like they set up like this makeshift like warehouse where it's this sad line of sad looking guys just shifting your groceries from one station to the next as they bag it and they put it in a fridge until someone's ready to drive it to your sad house. It's just very sad. So yeah, I've moved on from Whole Foods. Okay. Are you are you okay with the breakup? Yeah. Taking it a little bit hard. It's okay. I, I led you to the correct co-op. Can I get? Do I get to yeah. say I told you so about that co-op? That's okay. I've been talking We've about talked it enough. Let's move on to stuff. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. I only had one other bad news, which is that, uh, the, the people in charge of Gillette Stadium in Foxborough have decided to host a marathon, which will just involve people running around 
the outside of Gillette Stadium. How many times? A lot of times. Too many times. That sounds terrible. The that only good thing terrible. about a marathon is that you get to run a bunch of different places. My yeah. God, who would run a marathon in a circle? God, I'd kill myself. Okay. Half hour in. Whew. Are you going to do an advertisement for your Instagram slash our website? Sure. If you'd like to follow a really cool bookish Instagram, you can go to at bookdigits on Instagram. That's B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S. Or if you don't have Instagram or you don't want to see a bunch of my pictures of random books that we own on your Set Instagram Set to beautiful feed, backdrops. Generally. Um... You can just go straight to our website, straight to the source, cut out the middleman, yep. and go to bookdigits.com where you can set up a free account, track your to-read list. And you know, you it's, can... it's Christmas in July time, which means we're halfway through the year, so it's a good time to update your goal. I... Or to remember why your wife picked 66, the devil's number, I almost to the remember. devil's number, as her goal. I changed it from something, too. 66? Why would you pick 66. I don't remember. Um, I pick a nice round number of 50. I'm slightly behind. Let's check your history. Maybe I, it has something to do with your yeah, history. That's what I'm thinking. How do I see? It tells you. 2017. I think I did some math. Okay. And tried to, you like, did some sabermetrics? Subtract from like what I finished last year. I think maybe I did what I what how many books I read before I had my reading sprint at the end of the year. Oh. Before you um, cheated, you mean? I had a reading sprint. They were all real books. Sure. They were all real books. Um, but with the book I'm about to finish tonight, which I am not legally allowed to talk about, I don't think, <laughs> um, it's, I should be at my goal. On pace On for pace your for goal. On pace for my goal. Not yeah. met No, no, no. Goal. Jesus Christ. No. Super On pace. <laughs> On a pace for my goal. So okay. We'll see. Terrific advertisement. Well done. Um, you're giving me sassy eyes now. Um, okay. Main, main topics today. Get off of book digits. It's addicting. What are we going to talk about? We're going to we either talk about a book that you don't remember. Your... Or a TV show you didn't like. Your pick. Yeah. Um, you're just mad that I made you read comics and we're not even talking about them this week. Yeah, Let's I am. save it. We'll save it for maybe when our guest is here. I think we should talk about the book. I think I have more to say about the book than the show. Okay. Do you want to give a summary since I don't remember? <laughs> Maybe I should let you and see how it goes. Okay. So tell us what we're what we're talking. The book about. is called Bittersweet by um, something with an M. She's she's got like three last names. You told me to get off of book digits, and now I need to get back on it. Um. So we're talking about yes, a book called Bittersweet. I'm gonna say it's Miranda Beverly Whitsmore. Ooh, that sounds right. Um, I feel like we're playing now. Also very embarrassing. That... Really close. Whittemore. Okay. We took it out from the library and I went on Amazon to read some reviews and it was like, hey, just a reminder, you own this book on Kindle. I was like, oh. That's embarrassing. Oh, you don't usually do that either. Well, fuck Amazon, right? I'm going to the library even though I own the book. That's embarrassing. I did it on purpose, clearly. Um... So, so yeah, I'll give the description, I guess. Wait, I'll, I'll try it. Okay. You can give it. So, this book is about this peasant girl. Oh, please. <laughs> kidding. This book is about College a, College like, freshman. An average girl who goes home with her freshman roommate. For the summer, yeah. Who's very, very rich. Ritzy, And goes ritzy. with her to, like, their summer... Estate in estate Vermont. Estate in Vermont. Definitely mm -hmm. remember that. Um, and... 
basically like at first everything seems like it's just this beautiful fantasy world of like everything's rich and they've got caterers and everyone's fancy yeah and everyone dresses perfectly and whatever and like the kids are dressed all perfectly and whatever and then you like she ends up finding out all these deep dark family secrets and like ruining her romance and ruining her friendship and then there's a falling down cottage involved Mm-hmm. A falling down cottage? Yeah, I need some renovations. Yeah, okay. You did pretty good. I'm getting in a little bit confused with We Were Liars. Right. So when we were talking about this, uh, like, last week, I said it's like a mixture of We Were Liars and Jane Unlimited. Yeah. Because, yeah, the beginning is pretty much just like Jane Unlimited, which we talked probably a couple months ago. Yeah. Where you, yeah, you have the peasant girl, as you call her, <laughs> who gets kind of, um, you know, brought, welcomed into this family, you know, this very rich family with a huge estate. Um, so I'll try to give a little bit more detail, a little bit more context for the people at home. So the narrator, it's a first-person narrated story. I, think I did pretty well with yeah, that. Yeah, you did so pretty good. I haven't heard it in, like, two years. Okay, not bad. Uh, so the narrator is Mabel, but really the primary character of the of the book is Ev, or Winevra is her official name. Yikes. She's the ritzy white girl. Um, and so yes, they go to college together, and then she, Mabel gets the invitation to come to the the summer estate, basically, um, which is called Whitmore, I think. Um, like the author's name. Like I, it's a little too auto auto B, I think. Okay. Um, unsure whether she's the Ritz girl or she she was the peasant. I don't know. Um, so there's a a pretty large cast of characters, but it kind of hones in on a certain few. Um, so Ev has kind of like a love triangle. She's into a couple different boys, one of which is John. He is, um, a servant, sort of. Is there Um, a dog and a pickup truck involved? Yes. John has a dog and a pickup truck. Oh, God, and the part with the dog? Yeah. Oh, God, it's coming back to me. It's flooding back. And Um, then there's, like, the mainland or something. Like, they have to, like, escape to a town in the pickup truck. Like, they try to run away or something. Yeah, the ending And then there's, like, someone dies. The ending ending jumps the shark and goes, like, full soap opera. I'm remembering it now. Okay, let's back up just a little bit. Continue. So you have... When you said John, it just all flooded back into my brain. So Ev has a one younger sister they call Lou. Time out. Yeah. John is like another peasant, right? He's like a servant He is. Or he works in the camp, yeah. Yeah. So and it's lives like with his not, mom just then, outside And then camp. she is also involved with like another rich dude who her parents want her to be involved with or something, right? Yeah. Well, like a bad boy rich dude, yeah. right? Yeah. He takes them to the country club, but that scene actually only serves a purpose because... Um, Mabel gets macked on uncomfortably by this guy and that turns her on to the guy that she ends up liking. Okay. Who is one of Ev's brothers. Right. Ev has a series of brothers who is, you know, it's a whole, they treat it like a royalty kind of family line where the the best estates, yeah, get handed down to like the eldest son and blah, 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 blah. Um, so the narrator Mabel ends up sort of, uh, connecting with, uh, I think it's the youngest brother. Uh, Galway is his name. Jeez, the names. Yeah, the names are pretty intense. Uh, so, but the kind of the mystery thread of it, which really takes over the whole book, is that Mabel talks to the kooky aunt, who maybe you're recalling. Okay. Um, who lives in one of the more dilapidated cottages, and the aunt tells her, there are these family secrets out here. 
I need your help uncovering them. Go look through all these attics right. and all these files and you'll find what I'm talking Just about. Just like Jane Unlimited with the aunt. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So not her um, And so there's one... Should I talk about why I loved the first half? I guess I should talk about that first. Maybe, because as you were reading the book, like, first third, first half, you were like, I love this book. I love everything about it. I love this book so much. I love it. Yeah. Like, I had not seen you this invested in, like, a book since maybe even more than Illuminae. Yeah. At first. I, uh, I'm typically a slow reader. I was reading Illuminae quick because I just wanted to, like, gobble it up. This one I was reading slow. You wanted to savor it. I wanted to savor it. So I really, I really enjoyed the author's writing. Uh, and part of that is selfish for me because I'm working on a writing project where I'm trying to strike a similar tone. Okay. And so I got quite excited that I kind of saw it in action and I thought it, it worked well. Yeah. Um, and what I'm talking about is that it's sort of like written in like an elevated kind of literary way, but it's still a very modern well, Story. I think that's probably why I recommended it to you. This came off of a list of books I recommended to you like two years ago. Yeah. So I must have just finished this book at the time. But I think that's why I recommended it because it like felt literary reading it. But like it was more of like a young adult plot line and storyline. Yeah. And like my problem with a lot of literary books is not necessarily the flowy literary writing. It's more of a complaint of like the lack of plot or the, the yeah. plot not being very important. Sure. Or I don't know how to describe it. So I feel like this book was a good balance. Yeah. I think that's why I recommended it to you. And yeah, and I kind of I kind of like it when that literary voice is coming from like a teenager or an adolescent because it almost it almost comes across like tongue in cheek, like they know they're being pretentious. Yeah. Whereas when it's in an adult novel, it's just kind of annoying. Um so anyways, I really liked the style, the way that it was written. I really liked how like the intrigue kind of built during the first half. Like you knew something was off about this family. Like they had the really rich patriarchal father and you heard stories about the grandparents and stuff and you knew that she was going to try to dig into some big bad family secret. Um, and then you get into like the last hundred pages and the author's like, I gotta, you know, I've been amping up all of this tension. Like I gotta deliver something. And I was just like shaking my head through the last, the last whole section. And I don't think the book needed that. No. Like I think the book was very solid. It's just like a summer kind of discovering yourself and discovering that like not everything is as it appears to be yeah. and whatever. I think like even like a lesser secret would have been fine with the tone of the book. Like the, the point of the book wasn't this family secret just started to take over towards yeah. the end. Um, so I, I won't get into like the actual spoilers of everything that happens, but there's a couple of like glaring issues that Nazis. really bother me. No, you weren't even supposed to say that. <laughs> um, so one issue is that the narrator comes into contact with several characters, including that kooky aunt, all of whom say they know the secrets, but they all refuse to tell the girl them and says that she'll find them on her own. And there's not really any rationale for that whatsoever. Especially the kooky aunt, who is apparently dying from cancer. Right, You find right. out at the very end. It's like, that's kind of the time to tell someone what they Just need to honest, know. Man. And so there's like all of this like backwards kind of... Machinations. Yeah, That's the word I always you. try to use. Machinations, yeah. To try to like make it so that Mabel has to uncover things, these things on her own. And shock everyone for finding them out when really there's four or five people who could have just told her and there's no reason why they didn't. Also, it has the same 
problem of Jane Unlimited in that like she's an outsider and I understand that you need that for the perspective of narration because yeah. you need That's the things part that to I seem enjoy. strange yeah. and you need things to you need to have their like keen observations that someone that's an insider wouldn't notice mm -hmm. but then then you have the problem of why are they so invested in this yes that is one issue in this book she's constantly like oh if they don't like me they're gonna make me leave and it's like you already got like 10 weeks of like an awesome summer here like you're gonna have to go back to college like they try to build up this narrator's backstory and that she really doesn't like her poor parents in Seattle, Washington, and she doesn't want to ever go back to them and she just wants to be rich and be like these people. But it's like, honey, you're in college. Like, you can craft your own way. Like, you don't need to marry in, not to give away spoilers, but she doesn't need to marry into this family in order to have a successful future. Yeah, and that was the same problem with Jane Limited. I was like, why are you, like, jumping in front of a bullet and, like, trying to like follow people around and bring like, all your umbrellas yeah, here what's the so point many. like i think that was what i liked maybe a little bit better but we were liars is that like that book used the narrative framing device of amnesia which is yep. usually overdone and stupid but in this case it gave her both an insider and outsider perspective and i think that let it have that outsider perspective that's fun more fun to read about but the reveal was more of like an insider reveal. Yeah. And it didn't seem as forced as to why she was trying to figure this out. Yeah. Another big issue I had with Bittersweet is that like the opening line teases a lesbian storyline. Like Does I think it? the opening line is, um, you know, whenever would come to hate me, but, but not until after she loved me or something like that. And I was like, Ooh boy. Um, that never develops at all. On a couple occasions, Ev accuses the narrator of being a lesbian and making her uncomfortable. Um, but it never becomes like a central plot point, which disappointed me. Well, and it's a little bit, I, I think it was a little bit more of like putting her up on a pedestal maybe or being like, wow, she's a perfect specimen yeah. of, of rich white girl right. and less of a love thing. But I but wanted I, the love triangle to be between her, the girl, and the guy. Interesting. So that's one thing I wanted. Um, and yeah, just as I was reading the last section, I was like thinking of several ways which I thought it would have turned out a lot more interesting. That's usually my thing. That's usually my complaint about books is that like if I can, especially mysteries, like if I yeah. can think of a better ending, then that should have been the ending. Like hire me as your editor. So in this book, they tease the idea of blood, you know, being really important to this family, which, okay, that makes sense. And then Not there's blood, sort of... You're talking like like genetics right and yeah exactly and the, the the idea of or the issue of incest comes up in this book a little Is bit it? there's a lot of half half relationships yeah so that. so once that's first introduced i'm like wow this is going to be like a really creepy family that like only wants to inbreed and like keep their blood you know, that would have been a better secret. Yes, and then I thought it was going to turn like full Get Out style where she was going to have to escape like this weird messed up sex factory or, or something. Or the other way around and they weren't going to, were never going to let her marry right. him because she didn't have pure genetics. Yeah. And that still would have connected with the Nazis. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, the Nazis are involved. Vincent Van Gogh was involved. And it, it also Jane Unlimited. She yeah. must have read this book. Yeah, she No, I think you're saying Jane Unlimited author read this yes. one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it turns into a real soap opera where you're just like, everyone's pregnant, everyone's dying, everyone's doing incest, everyone is a Nazi. 
I mean, nowadays everyone is a Nazi, but at the time it's Polish. Well, I just found out I'm a Jew. You're not a Jew. Ancestry.com says I'm a Jew. <laughs> says you have, like, European Jew blood in you. Yeah. It's coursing through my veins. So does that make you extra mad about the Nazi part of the book then? <laughs> yeah. You're extra offended from a personal level now? <sighs> so, yeah. I was like, Bittersweet was going to get an A from me through about like 60-65%. And then it dropped to a B- minus by the end. It's rough. And you were just, you were, just oh. saw the light go out of your eyes, you know? Oh, gosh. You just were so excited and then it just ruined it. Hmm. So how did you want it to end? Do you want it to be like creepy get-out incest? Like horror movie? I mean, to, to skip, like, to the actual ending, like, the narrator gets what she wants. She marries into the family, she takes over some of the cabins, and she's, like, super happy. And I was left feeling gross. Because what they what the author does is she pins... You, you did not give a spoiler alert for that. That part's not important. What okay. she does is she pins all of the evil in the family onto one member. And I won't say who it is. The father. Oh. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah. He's the one banging all the maids and doing a lot of Oh, I do shit. remember that. So. And that's why the brother doesn't like him or something? Yeah. Okay. So she makes, you know, one person out to be the the only the villain, villain. And once he's removed from the equation, like then it's like, the everything's fine. And it's like, no, you were getting at some real, you know, real shit about, you know, you know, how rich people create their their own drama and, and their own all, issues and are ruining the world. And how they and, all knew about it and didn't care enough to do yes. anything until an outsider pushed them. Yeah. And then, yeah, so I really did, did not like how that book was wrapped up. Do you think it's because she is the outsider? It's potentially. Because her name is hyphenated. Potentially. Something more. I know, honey. I know. And if you go to the last page, it says she spends part of her years in Vermont. So you think it's autobiographical? Gosh, yeah, Including you're right. Including the Nazis, you're and right, because she's hyphenated, and that she was the peasant, and that's why it had to end like that, and that's why it makes you uncomfortable. People, do you? I mean, you're getting, you're, you're hearing us work these things out, listeners at home. Yes, this is we genuine. Did not plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, we do no prep for this, so you are hearing this come together. I have notes. Sure. Okay, so that makes sense. Oh God, I feel really queasy about it now. It's gonna be okay. She like we no. Can't live in Vermont ever now. Oh this my is what God! To us. Wow. Okay, we need to move on. Okay, we're gonna move on to another fucked up family. Yes, Mary, that's right. Wait, did we do the children love the books? We didn't. The children loved those. The beginning books. of the books. Um, the TV show that we're talking about is a TV show that was your pick. My pick. All based on a, a 30 second advertisement. That I thought was Blake Lively. Was yep. Not. Yep. And uh, Ed Helm. Yeah. It's not. It's basically their impersonators. Yes. Um, it's called The Detour. We're talking about The Detour. On TNT. It is a TBS show. TBS. And that is my real only comment on it is it is a TBS show. I thought it was something more. It's a TBS show. Yeah. I will watch Rex probably over that any day of the week. Though. I was accidentally listening to Rex the other day when I was trying to take a nap or yeah. read. And um, it's very loud and screamy when you can't see it on screen. Yeah, well, they got pirates involved. <laughs> yeah. And now they're on a Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, tribute band cruise ship. So there's a lot of stuff going Is that on. Why? a dream about the red hot chili peppers probably i had a dream that we were walking around somewhere and the red hot chili peppers just like showed up and played a very small concert in a again park. people this is and then all... i texted jane because that's her favorite band and then she didn't show up wow 
I had that That's dream. a lot of levels working a there. A lot of levels. And it's probably your fault. Yeah. That show just, I can't watch that show because. You didn't watch All of Lost. No, because that one guy voices Koran in Voltron, and it's super distracting. The oh, Kiwi, the, the New Zealand guy, the Kiwi yeah. dude. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. Cannot listen to his Steve. voice without picturing like a weird redheaded space alien. <laughs> Makes it difficult, and mm. that also made it difficult to watch Doug. I don't think I can watch Doug anymore because Patty Mayonnaise. Patty Mayonnaise sounds like a sixty-year-old smoker. Yeah, that's because she is. Weird. Patty Mayonnaise is the same voice as the yoga lady. From um, Orange is New Orange Black. Is New Black. And now that's all I picture. I picture like an elderly prisoner. Cool. Every time I hear Patty Mandel's voice. Anyways. Wow. We're talking about the detour? That was a detour. Oh. But, um, <laughs> we didn't even plan that. Um, so yeah, the detour is about a family of four. Do we remember character names? Does it matter? Oof. People don't come to this, to this <laughs> podcast for... For character names. You could have just stopped right at the people don't come to this podcast. <laughs> um, so Share you with have, your friends. Review us. So you have mom, you have dad, and they're twins, right? The kids? Sure. I think they're supposed to be twins. Okay. Fraternal twins, I've I'm guessing. i too many things with twins lately. Yep. So I read... The Minnesota twins? I read this book that was way too long called The Royal Wee, and it had twins, and they like got in Incest. a fight. Oh. No, they like got in a fight and made up eventually and whatever. And then I read The Cruel Prince, which I didn't love, mm. even though it's like quite a popular bookstagram book okay. in the young adult sector. Um, and it was also about twins and then them like d- diverging paths and getting in a fight. And I'm a little bit over that narrative. I'm over it. Okay. I'm over it. Um, so The Detour is really like a, it's a road trip comedy in, in serial form. Yeah. Um, the the basic plot of it is that the father has... He loses his job, correct? Yes. And he works for some sort of biotech company and he steals an unknown substance or product on his way out of the building and needs to get to Florida in order to expose it? Needs to get to Florida to talk to this... To expose it to the CEO specifically... Yeah, because he has that's this, where their this conference idea is. that he's going to like fix it. If the CEO knows about it, that he'll fix it. Yeah. So the show has a lot of good laughs. You don't come to it for the plot, that's for sure. No, because the plot seems to change every week. And I think that's a little bit intentional because as you find out more of the complete story, like the yeah. facts kind of change. It's a very unreliable narrator kind of book. Show. But kind of show. But um, it... Made just made it confusing to me. It wasn't like yeah, oh, the, the structure is like, really confusing. Like they set up it through flashbacks. Like every episode has a flashback of the father talking to like FBI immigration or FBI or, agents, or yeah, just random government officials. By the end, it's like everybody in the government, anyone who was at the airport, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then they have flashbacks to him in the office and all sorts of different jumping around, like even back to like when the parents met and stuff like that. Um, so basically, yeah, each episode is like a segment of their road trip of getting down to Florida. There's this... Which he he promised was going to be just a family vacation. They were supposed to fly to Florida. Right. The first episode starts with them. It didn't make any sense. He like, in the middle of the night, like gets them all in the car. They think they're heading to the airport. They wake up and they're like already in New Jersey or something. And he's like, I thought we'd have fun in our rickety old van instead. There's a lot of car drama. A lot, and a lot of vomiting in cars. A lot of vomiting in cars. A lot of cars breaking down and stealing new cars. And... Of course, yeah. My favorite episode 
was the one where the truckers try to track them down because they think the kids are stolen. Yeah. That one, like, obviously every comedy in history has done that episode where, like, or if you're like Big Bang Theory, it's every single episode where it's just like, you know, one character doesn't know what the other character's talking about. Yeah. Whatever you call that. Um, and in this case, yeah, these truckers got the impression that the kids had been kidnapped and that these people driving them in the rickety van were the kidnappers. Yeah. And hilarity ensues from there. That one, if I was going to have you go watch one, it would be that one. I was going to say it's the puking one. Uh, so for me... Or whatever that was, one was called. That was the one when they went to the, the racist place? Yes. Yeah, so that was the turning point of the show. I was pretty much on board till then. That episode was funny, but it was like so over the top in terms of like making fun of racist people. That it was like a little too extreme for me. And okay. after that, it went downhill because they went to the pedophile's house. And that's when it lost me. Yeah. That part started off really funny. And then it was just like a gag that went on too long. They did long. two and a half episodes like, at this pedophile's house. That is my biggest complaint about the show. That it seems like it would be like a funny ongoing SNL short. Mm-hmm. And not worth a full episode for a lot of these ideas. Like you can tell that someone had this idea of like, oh my god, what if they went to this, like, restaurant and got food poisoning and it was funny because it was racist. And then they're like, let's do 27 minutes about that. Like, they almost seem like skits or just, like, punchlines and not a full episode. You're spot on. Um, So, yeah, the the pedophile storyline gets obviously quite uncomfortable quite quickly. There's the misdirection about who, you know, who this old guy is trying to marry. Yeah, that got strange. The, like, adultery or near-miss adultery? Yeah. The protesters. Oh, gosh. Those episodes are very strange. And then they finally get out of there. They have to do that weird Christmas episode. And and then things kind of wrap up at the end. And it's very, very, like, underwhelming of what happens with the work drama. That's what I was going to say is that I don't think... This is, has it in common with the book we were just talking about, but yep. I didn't think the build-up was worth the pun, the ending. You came up with the best idea. Like, it's this substance in this baggie, and you're like, maybe it's saline. Like, maybe they're claiming it's some sort of special drug, and it's actually just this placebo effect. Yeah. That would have been interesting if that's what they were lying about. But instead, it's something dumb. Can't remember what it was. They went off on this whole thing about hormones and progesterone, and it was like too complicated. It was—it's a real thing, but it was too complicated, and it did not seem to fit with like the jokey tone of the show. No. And I just the way that they frame the narrative of like having it be with these FBI agents and they're interrogating him, and he—it's this the whole thing, and then like it's just not worth the ending. No. Like, I don't know that they, I feel like they maybe they didn't have the ending and had to scramble to come up with something. Or Like, I didn't find the CEO funny at all. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really like any of those episodes. I, yeah, it just, like I said, it, some of the funny gags and physical humor and stuff, it's like, just make this an SNL skit or a YouTube series or something and don't try and push it into a, You're right. a TBS kind of comedy format because it, it ruins it. Yeah. So okay. we're not going to watch the next season then? No. Okay. We need to get inspired by something else. What are we going to watch to get us back? Maybe the people should decide. Should I do uh, a poll on Twitter? That might get a sad number of results. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Write in to us if you think we should watch. What are yeah, our Yeah, what do we have in the mailbag today? <laughs> uh, we do have something. <gasps> 
This is from Elizabeth. I wasn't planning this. This is from Elizabeth. We're gonna have a guest soon, aren't we? Possibly. Um, we still have to figure out exactly what we're talking about. So, Elizabeth writes, all I can think of with this is that Lynn was as skeptical as Bennett was. What are we talking about? Oh. <laughs> it's a tweet about Mary Poppins and Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote, well, it's real. It's not a real movie. They went and shot one <laughs> scene in London and that's all they have right now. Same thing with Benedict Cumberbatch in The Grinch. None that of, one's not real. None of that has been that made one. yet. That one's not real. Um, oh, Elizabeth wrote something else to us, too. What is she looking forward oh, to hearing this, about? This will lead into our next thing. One upcoming. of the upcoming things that she shared on Twitter. And, and I was like, oh my god, I need that, too. Are you ready for it? Are we ready for upcoming things? Sure. Avatar The Last Airbender head writer has paired with Netflix for The Dragon Prince, a new animated series about two human princes who forge an unlikely bond with the elfin assassin sent to kill them, embarking on an epic quest to bring peace to their warring lands. That sounds right up your alley. Right up my alley. You it's got like a, Toothless, you got it's Airbender. It's a combination of wow. How to Train Your Dragon and Avatar The Last Airbender. Pretty cool. So... I'm excited about that. For kids Look how or epic for that was. Probably for children, but like after the last Airbender was for children, it has we a lot of. We need to watch things. an adult show. This one's not even out television. yet, and we don't even have Netflix right now, so true. We can't even watch that. Um, oh, this was from the mailbag from last week. Mm. It was about Lego, Lego Harry Potter, but you mm. hate Lego. I do. Um, my other upcoming one. Yeah, I have nothing. So what do you have? Um, so. There's a book that I read last year, last year, that I was excited about because it was a female-female book. And there's so few, like, female-female... Girl-on-girl. Sure. Yeah. Um, young adult book. Mm -hmm. And I've gotten some good reviews. It's called The Miseducation of Cameron Post. Yep. And I really didn't like it. Um, and I felt bad. Just like you felt bad not liking Tommy Orange's book. Yeah. I felt bad not liking this book because it was, like, a young adult female relationship book and I was like oh this is great I feel like I read a lot of male male but that's like there's much more of that and it's more accepted and whatever so I, I was excited to read this book and it just like didn't do it for me um I gave it a b minus which for me is it's like, like a d it's pretty low um and my takeaway was according to my review was that like the characters were interesting and like real mm -hmm. but like the plot was super long and confusing and convoluted and it was like way too long for it being like a young adult it's 485 pages mm. and it's meant to be like a young adult book i think yeah no um so yeah there's a whole scene where she like tries to get a whole section where she like goes to this camp to try and be like converted mm -hmm. there's a whole scene about she's like in love with her fr best friend and then there's just like it just goes on and on sounds and really on good and on. i think i'd like it there's a movie there's gonna be a movie about it and yeah, I actually, you talk about all these things turning into movies the hate you give is never coming out that, this I one's never the trailer for that one the hate you give is coming out. out this one um chloe grace moretz yeah she's always available Kick for these things uh, Paper Towns, too? All those ones? Sure. Yeah. No, that's, um... Oh. Um, with the eyebrows. Sure. Um, hold on now, I need to look it up. Cara de Line. Okay. Anyway. I know who you're talking about, though. Um, Chloe Grace Moretz is the star of The Miseducation of Cameron Post, I guess. But mm -hmm. it's coming out, like, next, in, like, three weeks. And I don't understand. I think it's, like, it's meant to be more of a film festival one, and then if it does well, they'll expand it or something. Yeah. But I actually think it could make an interesting 
movie because they would have they to have narrow to it, cut down. it down. Yeah. So I would be interested in seeing the movie of it. Um, we haven't been to the theaters since Infinity War. We haven't. When did that come out? Like March? No, May maybe. You think? Um, April. Black Panther was. It's still everywhere? in theaters. Oh, definitely. Jesus Christ. When did it come out? Well, we could just look at our podcast history. I suppose we could do that. This is gripping stuff here, folks. So, yeah, folks, we've made it to episode 50. That's what my initial contract was. Oh, yeah. So, me. Huh? Oh. Just showing the ring. 14th of May. So it must have come out beginning of May. So you okay. right. So we haven't been to the movies in three months. No, but I really three months. See, like... Not to, but not. Sorry to, for bothering you. Yeah. Sorry to that, bother you. Whatever that one is, I yeah. really want to see it. Uh, let's go. I want to see it. Let's go on a cheap night, okay. cheap date night. Okay. Um, you don't have any. And then we have to see Tag. Fuck no. Um, no, no upcoming stuff. Okay. So, loyal podcast listeners, help us choose our next show. Not something random to be like, oh, you really go to watch Breaking Bad? You're gonna watch The Wire? Like, I don't want any of that bullshit. Yeah. But. If one of the shows that we've mentioned or something that you think we might like, we could possibly take your suggestion. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's Doug. <laughs> I can't watch it. <laughs> Prisoner. You want to watch Rugrats. I'd rather watch Rugrats, and you almost divorce me over it. Ugh. Um, otherwise, follow me on Booktitch's Instagram so I can get 100 followers. And we, it's a joint account. We can get a hundred followers. I have says, access to it. It says in our bio that it's the two of us. Literary power couple. Two Hufflepuff partners in life podcasting and book websites. It says. <sighs> okay, people, we've left our central air off for 61 minutes. So I hope you know the sacrifices that we make. Life is super tough. To, to be able to record in this beautiful studio. So thank you for listening. We'll wrap up this really extended in, uh, outro here. See you next week. Shalom. <laughs> You gotta get down when they get down. Well now, get down, get down, earth, get down, whoa, get down, earth, get down, whoa, whoa. Maybe we can talk our neighbors into doing the same thing. Get down, get down.